Good afternoon, good evening, and good tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know about the singing. Oh my god. I kinda liked it. Where are we? Season three, mm-hmm. episode three, guest number one mm-hmm. for the season. Mm-hmm. Nell, hello. Welcome Hi. to the pod. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Nell, tell us a little synopsis. Twenty five words or less. What do you do? Why are you on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing real estate. I'm in sales. I've been doing it for just over a year now, and I'm here to kind of just talk about the market. The market, which we cannot afford. No. Not in this economy. Not many people go. By the way, we are shooting this in Melbourne, and Nell works in Melbourne. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yep. So, before we get into this, I have a life update for everyone. Excited. And talking about the economy and how the world is just absolutely in shambles, Mm -hmm. I think it is fitting. So anyone who heard the ep- last week's ep- or episode we released two weeks ago, I would have heard about my Optus drama. Mm-hmm. Yep. Optus drama. <laughs> <sighs> so I have hospital and extras cover because I'm blind. So I need to be able to get glasses every year. Yeah, no, of course. So I pay like 30 bucks a month. Like I'm not on some bougie plan. I'm on the, the base mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. I get an email from AHM. My What is AHM? It's my healthcare, mm-hmm. like private health people. Dear Emily, I'm writing to provide you with an update on cybercrime, blah, 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 blah. Uh, unfortunately, it is now clear that the criminal has taken data that belongs oh, to Medibank in addition to that of AHM oh, and international student customers because they're all owned by the same people. Oh, my God. Basically, it is too soon to determine the full extent of the customer data that has been stolen. I know you'll be anxious to hear whether your personal data has been part of this event. Well, we cannot provide that clarity today. Our team was working to verify the extent of the data that has been stolen. If we find your data has been stolen, we'll notify you by email as soon as possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to thank you again for your continued understanding as we work through this event. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> How did this happen again? I don't know. But now someone, two, three, four Emily Beth souls out in the world. So, now if you see someone applying for a house in my name. <laughs> I will stay alert. Babe. I will let you know, <laughs> please. Oh my god, that is actually wild. How that's like the second time now, and this has nothing to do with Maddie. No, this is just now your luck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, I guess the method here is don't have a phone plan. Don't have healthcare. No, very nice then. I just I don't have healthcare. I got kicked off my private healthcare yeah. like the other week because oh, twenty one. Yeah, uh, yeah. twenty one. Yeah. yeah, so I, I got kicked off. Anymore. I'm not. I haven't been for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rough. rough. (laughs) Oh, so if you're a student, you get to be on your parents' healthcare, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I didn't know that. I haven't had healthcare for like a year and a half. Yeah. Well, I would say get it, but I don't think I have a leg to stand on at this (laughs) point. So anyway. I'm just out of my car car insurance just of like two days ago as well. Oh, you should do that. You should probably pay that. Okay, guys. Anyway, I will. I will. I will. Speaking of cars. (laughs) Now, I was actually talking about this to Jules on the walk over, on the stroll over. So I'm in the process of trying to figure out a car. Very nice. Right? Don't Haven't had a car in like five years. No. Trying to buy a car. Car dealers. Okay, no. So backstory. When I try and <laughs> rent a house. Yep. Getting like property managers to reply. Oh, insanely hard. Can be the most difficult mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. It's like. I'm trying to give you my money. I know. And you're not replying. Please take it. (laughs) It like doesn't make sense. Literally car dealers. I like look at a link. I have like a phone call from every employee at the business on their private number plus the CEO. Like this one guy, I inquired about a a car 
and he sent me three calls and two texts and i can't find it in my thing but he um so he called me again today and the k's were higher than i wanted so i initially inquired to figure out where the car was because it doesn't tell you on car sales and then um he was like so we interested and i was like i'm actually after like something with low case i was just sort of trying to understand about where the car was and all that kind of stuff because um i couldn't see everything on the website and he's like, it's not that many kilometers. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. I'm just trying to be like kind of risk averse and trying to like, you know, not get heaps of Ks for the first car I own in like 10,000 years. And he scoffed at me and was like, okay, have a good day. And oh hung up God. on me. So I that's don't know. I, part of me is like, if property managers had the same tenacity. Well, it's quite funny because you're basically just describing salespeople versus property managers interesting because oh. sales agents will hassle you like that right. much more so i mean of course you still have the ones who just never apply anyways yeah but property managers they're not going to get any extra money from replying oh to you God. if you know what no. i mean it's just like their job mm. they're just in there out there just dealing with complaints all day like they don't right. really so for people who aren't familiar with the real estate industry can you chat a bit about property managers sales agents yeah no, all that of kind course. of stuff um I really want this to be like a dummies 101 guy. Real estate? Uh, for real estate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. I don't know anything. So, like, Emily knows so much more than me. So, I'm a good guinea pig to test okay, perfect. This info out. Will you just ask me any questions yeah. if I skip over <laughs> anything? But basically, in real estate, we, to put it simply, we have two teams usually a sales team and a rental team. And so, the property management team, they're usually not on any commissions or anything like that. Mm. They're just given a portfolio. Um, they, I think they can get money if they bring in new properties to their portfolio. Yeah, fair but That's, once again, kind of like a new listing, new lead, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, so they're usually – they deal with all the rentals, everything like that. Sales deal with any people wanting to sell, buy, whatnot. Like okay. that. So that's kind of like the two separate teams that we have. Yeah. And you're in the sales team. Yeah, so I'm in the sales team. I did start in the property management, but I didn't get too far into there. So what, you started replying to people and they were like, no. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, you are replying too promptly. <laughs> get over to sales. Get out of there. <laughs> so how did you end up in real estate? Like what sort of drove you to that? What study did you have to do? All that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, of course. So, well, my dad was in real estate for over 40 years. Wow. So I've kind of grown up around real estate, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I was going to auctions on the weekend, you know, occasionally um but that's kind of what got me into real estate um and then of course i don't want to go to uni and you don't have to go to uni Mm -hmm. to to get into real estate what you do have to do though is a real estate course they actually have recently changed it so what i did was just basically i did mine in like two weeks oh wow and it was yeah it was just online like it was super easy it was just um it's called agents representative course or something like that um but i did that it was like three hundred dollars oh wow more. oh my god maybe i should do that i'm gonna career change it has changed a little bit now so now you do actually have to do i think like 18 courses i don't oh. know i don't really know exactly what it is um but you it's similar i think it's still the same amount of money that you have to pay mm-hmm. but it just takes like longer now right. so you just have to complete more courses or more whatever within the do you yeah. have to be good at math no not at all because cool. i'm horrible at yeah. math i couldn't even read big numbers okay. going into real estate like i really struggled no, reading big numbers millions or billions yeah million millionaires okay there we go. millions got six zeros that's yeah. how i remember it all right so in terms of sales and property sales yeah talk to us a little bit about um agents quoting for properties and i know there's a bit of a trend at the moment um especially during COVID, it felt like as well with agents under quoting yeah no, of course um 
Well, look, I think the main thing to with underquoting is once you are in the market and looking to buy, it is quite obvious when an agent is underquoting. Um, and that's that's usually when you rock up to an open and you see like 30 potential buys through there. That's usually yeah. the best way to be able to tell if an agent is underquoting. Um, but my like my advice, I guess, is just kind of if you are looking to buy, do some research, see the what keep a track of what properties have sold. If agents haven't disclosed a price, just give them a call. They'll most likely give you an idea of what it has sold oh, for. Oh, you could do that. Because, yeah, a lot of agents don't disclose a price usually by the vendor's request or if the agent hasn't exactly gotten um, the price that they wanted, usually in the case of the vendor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the the best way is kind of just to call up the agent and ask roughly what they got for it because yeah. a lot of the times we aren't allowed to disclose, especially if the vendor doesn't want us to. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, in most cases they're pretty happy to give you an idea yeah so how do you come to quoting the price for property like i've seen selling sunset i don't know i'm not an expert (laughs) but it seems like i don't know if it's the same in america and australia but in america it seems to be on like the square foot and like the um, utilities and those sorts of things does that come into it here as well yeah for sure so i kind of work in um i work in campbell mostly in burundara which is um nice but it does depend obviously on what the area is because there isn't like a set price yeah per square meter is what we're talking um in Campbell can even differ like if you're closer to one area or the other right um but then usually if you are selling land that's what you're going to calculate in just what it is per square meter um and you do look at that you do find out that kind of price per square meter because of other properties that have sold recently in the area yeah um but pricing a property is a bit different of course you have the land value and then you have whatever is on top of it um, if it is a really renovated, you know, great house, of course, you're going to pay a lot more for that. Yeah. Um, and then once again, you do kind of look at other sales within the area. Usually, yeah. um, it was actually you have to look within two kilometers um, and within the last six months of selling. Okay, interesting. To make up your kind of quote range, I guess. Yeah. So would you suggest for people who are looking to buy in particular areas and things like that to look at like a similar like parameter like look at things that have sold in the last like six months within yeah like a no small of course. Radius. it's a little bit harder i know for buyers because just as an agent you obviously get the back end of all the sales mm-hmm. and as a buyer you're not gonna get that true. Um, true, true, true. so it the way to do it is kind of just look at all the sales in one kind of suburb yeah keep a track of them because usually it's going to take more than a month to buy a property i mean yeah. that's kind of the earliest you could probably buy property yeah um especially if you're getting approval from the bank and whatnot it's gonna usually take a lot longer so just my advice is kind of just keep an eye on what is selling um Mm -hmm. and then of course if if an agent is under quoting you will be able to tell especially if you go to the open because there'll be like 30 people there yeah i feel like my parents have sold like my past houses that i've lived in with them and every time like it's happened an agent has been like oh okay so we are going to like sell it for this much and then sometimes like we've had it like for one of the houses that were meant to sell like a fuck ton like a fuck ton they were like you're gonna get this much money but we're gonna like obviously underquote like a few hundred thousands Mm -hmm. below it and um then we went around like we did oh like what was it we had the auction and no one bid yeah okay yeah and it, it was like literally no one bid and it, we just like waited for like 10 minutes and there was like at least 25 people there Wow. and then and this was like this house is in like one of the like it was an up-and-coming area yeah um like one of the most experienced in the for this suburb pretty much 
and it was like a double decker it had like the land was twice its size like it was you could fit multiple properties on it yeah Yeah, so like they were like you're definitely gonna get heaps for it Mm. um and then as soon as and we had like all the family around and everything and after that we just like went inside and um then that's when buyers started coming up to the agents yeah and they were just like we'll make this offer or we'll make this offer and like what the hell was the offers below what yeah the offers were below okay yeah so so then that was like my parents were even like well what the fuck because yeah yeah we even we bid we even like put it up as lower than what we actually wanted because that's what you guys told us to do yeah well we do see that happen quite often in terms of look when Agents obviously wanting to get listings. In terms I was going to say, yeah. So yeah. There is a thing called buying the listing, which we use a lot in terms of real estate, which is basically when an agent goes in and tells the, the vendor, the owner, exactly what they want to hear or even more. Yeah. Um, and it is really hard for other agents to actually go in and be like, oh, we don't actually think that's a reasonable. Yeah. Like we actually think it's 400 yeah. less. And yeah, then it's exactly. hard to get the and listing then, on that. Well, you won't yeah. basically because the other yeah. person will be like, well, they're telling me they can get more. And when it comes to agents getting more, like, most agencies most agents will do the exact same thing in terms of getting a property ready like it doesn't really matter how many Mm. people they have on their database or whatever it is more so just like what the market is doing at that time yeah um and in the case of what happened there it's obvious obvious that they actually did still well first they does sound like they kind of bought the listing and yeah. telling your parents like oh my god we're gonna get this much for it it's gonna go flying off the shelf but then they still obviously would have overquoted the property in terms mm. of they didn't even market it right um they should have told your parents kind of from the start a more realistic price that yeah. they were gonna get because then afterwards buyers coming up to your uh the agents being like we'll offer this that's showing where the market was at yeah for sure and i feel like that also shows that like there's interest in the property itself like yeah. there's it's not the property is not the problem you know no. like, yeah having like but, 25 people around yeah. then but yeah. buyers know exactly mm. buyers will always set the market you know mm. what i mean so even if they are interested in the property they know whatever the price was that was going to be too much because yeah. you're yeah. not even though there's interest there you're not getting anyone to actually want to pay that yeah so you see where the market is kind of from there um on average how often have you seen a place like pass, go up yeah pass it pass in a prop uh, pass an auction yeah it happens very often like all the time like it's mm. it's a very common thing um a lot of times we either pass in i mean obviously the ideal situation is to sell at auction mm. um but if that doesn't happen it passes in you can negotiate afterwards yeah because did they happen. sell after auction yeah on the so same it, day it literally they sold it within 20 minutes after passing yeah exactly so as soon as like we all went inside and then um the people the new owners <laughs> went up to the agent and was like we'll do this much and then the agent went to my parents and said they're asking for this much yeah um and then it i can't even remember if my parents like asked for a little bit more or settled it and then yeah. we popped the moe champagne <laughs> did, they, did they give you the moe champagne at least no it was like oh, my okay. aunties are there and like we yeah everyone was drinking at the point i don't know <laughs> so in terms of people buying houses and especially like first home buyers which yeah. is where like a lot of people our generation sort of are existing no of course yeah what sort of tips and tricks would you give to people trying to enter the market or trying to like level up in the market those sorts of things 
Um, well, it depends on the term. I mean, the first thing is kind of just do your research. I mean, even online, you can look at the first home buyers scheme. Um, I don't know all the information about that, but I do know in terms of it being like under 600,000 yeah. um, is where you don't have to pay any stamp duty. So that one's obviously really helpful one to know because stamp duty is so expensive. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, there's tips of like buying at auction and stuff because auctions are always so daunting. Yeah. Like, oh, I. But part of me wants to throw my hand up with that fat paddle and just be like, <laughs> yes! I'll do don't it. Don't use paddles. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I haven't been to an auction? Yeah. Why don't you use paddles? Well, it's. No one has paddles. That's like a. Um, <laughs> that's like a thing for like buying I don't know what it would be like at a charity event you oh. use paddles or like an art thing wait so what do you, you just put your hand up yeah Trash. you just kind of put your hand up or you yeah it's usually that I actually do have a question yeah <laughs> um why do people do the like auctioning voice I like see, like I have friends on Instagram that post their videos of like and we are all here today in this fabulous day (laughs) this great sun and i'm like oh my god is that what is that i hate it i kind of hate it yeah kind of like um horse racing commentary it's like like, like, it's like the same energy i feel like don't you think well no i guess that is kind of i don't know why they do it it. to keep it entertaining i mean you have to do it i mean i i've trained to do it i'm hate public speaking they trained you to do it like that why no so you really kind of do it any way you want. Like, there is no set way to have to auction. Obviously, you have, like, a certain amount of rules that you have to yeah. say. Yeah. But you can do it a lot differently. Like, that isn't the only way. Um, What's another way you can do it that's not like that? Well, I mean, where I get Because if you look at real estate, you don't really see many female auctioneers. Like, that's yeah. not really a common thing. Obviously, there are some. Um, but I think even they are a lot more soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no real way that you have to do it. But you do have to kind of keep it moving forward and kind of like yeah. this. So there's no, like, awkward silences, of course. And okay. if there is an awkward silence, this is, like, the one line that they, they was like, oh, can I remind you how quiet the street is when there's, like, an awkward pause? They always oh, my God, say, that's oh. so fun. <laughs> I, I kind of always like gets a little giggle, but I've heard yeah. it so many times. I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I would giggle for I sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then some jokes just land and, like, no one reacts. That's so um, I love that. How many have you gone to, Em? What, auctions? Yeah. Never been to an auction. My parents were going to sell their house at auction and then it sold before auction. Yeah, huh. of course. Um, this is like 10 years ago it or something now. It was on now. like the website. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing opens. Uh, maybe that's not what happened. No, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, that would have happened. Someone offered, I'm pretty sure, at an inspection or something like that. Something yeah. like that happened. Um, and then we ended up renting the house back off them for a year. It was this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, because it wasn't, they were like, it's perfect for us in a year. Oh no, my place. Um, what was it? My parents just put, bought a place up in Sunny Coast, and that same situation just happened where the renters were staying in it, and then my parents moved into it like three months later. So they bought it off these people, and then those people stayed in it for three more months, and then they moved out to the home that they wanted, and then my parents moved into it. Oh, uh, was that a um, ninety-day settlement though, or was it because we rented it? We rented the house back off the owners because the owners were like, this is perfect for us in a year, but we can't commit to it right now. My parents were like, well, what if you do it now and then we'll rent off you for a year? But there's normally, well, no, you can probably explain it more than I can, obviously, but normally there's like a 30 to 90 day settlement on the property. So yeah. even if you're like, okay, I'm going to buy it now, um, it's not like officially yours until 90 days after or something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, no, exactly. So settlement, I mean, settlement can really range 
from you know 30 less than 30 days to over 120 days it really does depend on the contract and whatever the terms everyone wants but yeah usually you don't move into it until that settlement period is done Mm. um on selling sunset (laughs) yeah love it i love selling sunset of course they're like 10 day settlement like seven day close all cash offer no contingencies i'm like fuck being a real estate agent in america must be so fun you can just like say anything because they get ridiculous like oh the commission oh my god so we, yeah we don't get stuff like that here we don't Wait, what get, do you mean like so in america well it seems i mean i don't know all america but in the selling sunset show they always get three <laughs> percent that seems like a lot it is but would some of that go to the brokerage yeah yeah so it's all just about no well that's exactly what happens here as well right okay so if the selling agent gets a commission whatever it is usually half of it if not more goes to usually more actually goes back to the agent no way well i guess that has to fund the like the property managers who are yeah commission and well no actually property management it's always made out to seem like sales gets the money property management makes so much more money than sales agents sales agents would make like a tiny percentage to compared to what property management brings in why because property manager like us where my agency at least like we have i don't even know how many we have actually i should know but we have so many properties that we are constantly getting you know and we charge the rent fee i don't really know much about property management unfortunately fair enough but we charge you know a few fees obviously to manage the property to advertise it whatever it is not that we get money off advertising as such yeah but um yeah the property management brings in all the money not sales interesting why because we manage so many properties like sales don't account for men- that many sales okay if you know what i mean on um, app, like what can you s- how how can we describe how much more money yeah they, i i'm they just make? trying to think because i don't know the actual like, i can't even remember what amount of money the sales agents are bringing in but yeah. it wouldn't be more than like I mean, it also depends on how many sales agents because we don't have mm-hmm. that many at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, I hear you though, because like, let's say you've got one agent who's managing like twenty yeah. properties at five hundred a week. Well, yeah, they usually and then a fee of that each week is going. Yeah, well, right. Our property managers usually manage like from over a hundred to one hundred to three hundred properties each. Oh my god! So yeah, and we have about like twelve property lot. managers, if not more. So we have a ton. Of Holy shit! That's a, I didn't realize they were carrying that many. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's also why. It's really that's why they don't reply. <laughs> but they should. Case closed. They can't. Yeah. They can't handle that much. They should have less. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess not all of them are like active, like um, for rent listings, right? Like some of them are just like people are in the houses and stuff. But most it's not of like, them are in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, two hundred showings but a yeah, week. That's like a lot. No, we get a management fee and obviously so I, right. I have no idea how much exactly that is it depends once again on the property um but the property management bring in so much more money than sales would ever because i think i know for this like month i think we as the sales team have earned um like four hundred thousand, and like it sounds like a lot but it's not actually that much yeah in terms of property management yeah okay but yeah i don't exactly know how much they make interesting mm. i didn't know that i always i definitely always like thought it was just but yeah even sales. if the whole sales team was gone and like no one was working like it wouldn't matter too much because property wow. management brings in so much money that is of so every agency crazy yeah that's wild so how early on to your real estate career did you realize you don't want to do property manager you want to do sta- sales i always i never wanted to really do property management i mean yeah. like it's it's great i probably should have done it for longer just because i would like to have a better understanding of both sides Mm -hmm. um but i mean me personally i didn't want to 
do that because it is yeah. mostly just dealing with like complaints all day yeah. like you never really get anything rewarding out of the job yeah. and that might be different to, for some property managers but from what i hear um mm-hmm. yeah it's mostly just dealing no with my property manager has been contacted five times in the past two days by four of us email wise and then like i just got to the point where i'm like call up the fucking place yeah let's get her on the phone we need this shit sorted it's just like we've moved into this place the stove doesn't work we have like wallpaper peeling like glasses split like window splitting and like windows getting stuck and shit like it's just been a very dreadful experience obviously like not property manager's fault but at the same time then i didn't want to move into a house that was fucking broken no exactly well you shouldn't have to anyways i mean if you look at um the consumer affairs victoria cav um that will usually always have what a property needs to be livable Mm -hmm. and if it's not then they're in breach that's why certain properties you'll have like a random air con yeah in like a random space because um they just needed to put it in because we always need um i know one of the requirements is you always need heating yeah property so they just like they have to do that yeah i had some friends who lived in a um house somewhere and they put like their property or what is it their landlord didn't want to get like a big heater so he bought like um five like of those electric heaters from Kmart and was like done i'm like okay fair enough you're like i'm gonna guess it was Uh, yeah i guess i guess you're not wrong but I think they have to be mounted on the wall or something. I can't remember now. Oh. But they might have changed. Yeah, rules. I don't know. Because it is, it is constantly changing. Like, there are so many yeah. rules that um, I can imagine. rental properties have to abide by. Like, so many rules. Okay, well, yeah, renting is quite chaotic. But we're going to switch back to buying. Yeah, no, of course. For a minute. So, in terms of deposits and things like that, I think it can be a bit... Like, especially overwhelming, like, as I was saying, for people who are buying their first home and stuff yeah. like that. So, could you touch on a little bit about, like, minimum deposits, mortgages, and lenders' mortgage insurance and how that all works together? Yeah. So, I don't know a whole ton on it. Um, I usually, when I get asked these questions, I just refer them to, like, a mortgage broker. Fair enough. Um, that's, like, the thing with real estate. I have lawyers, mortgage brokers, like, tradies, a, a drop you, of a hat. Yeah. Um, from <laughs> from mortgage, that. well, from deposits, of course... Um, you can obviously, you don't have to have the full 20%. Um, however, that having the full 20% mostly means you won't have to pay that mortgage lender's insurance or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if you want a lesser deposit than that, like a 5% deposit, which I think is the least you can go in terms of like a first home buyer. Yeah. Um, then you will have to pay the lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah, which um, is like significantly more than just normal interest. Yeah, is that exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a lot more. Um, plus, you still have to pay interest on the property, anyways. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot more. It's better to have the full twenty percent, right? Rather than also having to pay the lender's mortgage insurance. Yeah, I see. Um, so if you were saving up for your first property, would the money you get through the first home buyers count towards the 20% or is that um, on top? I know that might, that's maybe technical. No, that's okay. Um, so from my understanding, because I bought um, – when did I buy? I bought last year. I don't know if the first home buyers thing has changed since then, but you don't actually get any money from the government. Oh, from my understanding, I don't know, and once again, I don't know if it's changed, but what it was was you only get uh, money when it's a new home that hasn't been lived in before. Oh, okay. So the first home buyers scheme, which I came under, that's, I just didn't have to pay stamp duty. 
well I didn't have to pay as much right um as i said under six hundred thousand, you didn't have to pay any stamp duty the first home buyers scheme um used to be that it was if it was a new home being built because they were trying to encourage growth in like terms of right. all those properties that are being about kind of regional suburbs yeah um i guess you can find new homes being built here as well but um i think they gave you like ten thousand. okay so yeah Damn, from my memory 10K. yeah but i know from my personal experience that i didn't get any money because my property was lived in before like my property was built okay. in like 1970s right. i just got like stamp duty off so it's like a place that's going to like it's being built from the ground up kind of yeah mm-hmm. interesting but that might have changed because i knew i know there's a few new things that have occurred yeah but it's always changing yeah it? exactly that was my what it was back then yeah for sure so if we were to buy a house one day when i save up that 20 percent <laughs> um what sort of checks should we be doing on the property before we buy like i know people oh, talk about checks, yeah. yeah like building checks like plumbing checks and like pe- houses on stumps having like um yeah see different checks i mean it's like what we're fine well, what i've been finding is like a lot of the time the the checks usually don't because building inspections cost like five hundred dollars, right? Which I don't know, it's quite expensive. Um, most of the old type of properties, I usually generally like. There's usually never anything wrong with them. Okay. Um, it obviously depends on the person because a lot of people do them just because they want to feel comfortable and they don't want to feel yeah. like they're buying into anything serious. Fair. Um, so in that case, I, I like it's probably good for you to know yeah um however like i bought a property i didn't do any building checks because it was was an apartment yeah like there's not that much i can go wrong with an apartment especially when um because most apartment complexes have body corporates yeah um anything wrong with the apartments will usually be noted in the body corporate minutes in the meetings that they have right um and a copy of that is always in the contracts Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I say. When I read over a contract, the first thing I kind of look at um, is the body corporate minutes. Right. Because then I go over everything that they've talked about, and if there is anything wrong with the property, generally it's noted in there. Interesting. Mm. That does make sense, though, because the body corporate will also – because you pay a fee to the body corporate. Yeah, you do. So I guess they kind of manage all the issues and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So you bought an apartment. Yeah. Which I think generally are probably more affordable than houses oh, yeah, in Melbourne. So, <laughs> so yeah. what are the pros and cons for houses versus apartments? Like I know apartments can be harder to get um, the really good or like increased resale value and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so that's definitely true. So with that, like the reason it doesn't increase as much over time is because you're not buying any land. Right. And so land is the thing that keeps going up in value um of course property in general does and it has yeah obviously <laughs> but um the thing that will has also mostly doubled is land not so much apartments right okay um so yeah land is kind of like the key thing and if you want it to double in price or whatever it's more likely to be land yeah okay so if you were trying to get like a small property yeah. but you didn't want like a whole ass house would like a unit or something be yeah i mean even those will go up more so once again not probably not as much yeah um in terms of you know compared to a house but definitely more so because once again you are buying like that bit of land yeah okay um, that makes sense yeah just like when you are looking for villas or units just probably have some garden or something on title um because sometimes okay. villas they're not 
the land next to them or whatever in front of them isn't on title as such. What's on Interesting. Title? On title just means that what they're buying, what they own. Okay. So there can be um land next to a property that's actually common property, which means that the owners of that those units don't own the yeah. place around it. Like my apartment, you know, it's probably better explained. Like the driveway is common property. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. My sister bought a townhouse recently. Or like Very she nice. bought it, but it's like a... um. To, yeah, it's like wing. Oh, she bought off plan. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the word. What's the word? Of bought off plan, bought okay. off the plan. So yeah, they basically have all like the townhouses, and they kind of they would have had renders or whatever showing yeah, what it was yeah. going to be like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, people buy like showrooms, I think, and like oh, this yeah. is what the kitchen all ish. Yeah, like. exactly. I mean, I don't know if hers had that, but I know like a lot of places. Yeah. Um, to do that. Anyway, point is, <laughs> when she was doing her getting the contract and everything sorted, I know she one of her friends okay like i don't know all the details so like bear with me but like her mom her friend's mom was like a property lawyer or something like that and she or a commercial lawyer or something and she was saying that she was like make sure everything is in the title yeah um because she had a car park included yeah and the this chick's mom was like no make sure it's in the title so it's like you own yeah. Not necessarily like you own the land, but like you like you do have that physical car park. It's yeah. not just like you're allocated a car park in a communal space. Yeah, like yeah. you own it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, when she was like going through that, I didn't know that was something to like look at at all. Yeah, for sure. If something mentions like a storage cage or um, a car, sp- car space or car park or garage on title, right. you do always want to make sure of that. So in a contract, you will have... Um, you have a plan of subdivision which shows the lot numbers of the property um but then you also have the title right the title page will usually say what you are buying yeah okay. um so in terms of a car park it will either say it on there like it's a bit it's a bit tricky um but in most cases it does say on title what you are buying yeah so in my one it had this the storage cage um and the car space yeah. and the apartment was all on my title yeah okay um but then because there is i've heard of stories where that's gone wrong right before i even heard one today where actually it turned out the something next door had actually owned the block of land out the back which was car spaces ah. so technically they didn't but they had advertised agents had advertised the car spaces on title because that's what they thought it was right um but turns out it was just an allocated car space because a prop someone else owned that space okay wow so then yeah they didn't own it and they used no, to have a we car had, space no and then they had to um reimburse the purchases twenty five thousand oh. dollars oh because it was like miss because yeah because then almost. yeah exactly because they right. paid more obviously to have a car space yeah, in title but they enough. didn't actually buy that Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, it does happen often. Well, not often. You'd hope usually your agents pick it up, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does definitely happen. So this is one that like, I feel like it's just the best guessing game. But how do you know what areas oh, are up and coming? Up and coming? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's... it. I feel like for ages, people were like saying to me, Oh, we're gonna play buy a place in Albert Park. Albert Park is like up and running, and I still have no idea what the fuck is in Albert Park. Albert, Albert Park is pretty beautiful. expensive now. I'm it's, pretty sure. Yeah, so then they were right. Yeah, they have the they like the Grand Prix tracks down there. Yeah, it's like on the beach. Uh, sorry, on the river. This was like two years ago. So then was that? No, this was three years ago. So, um, was it up and coming or was it already? I think it was kind of up 
kind of nice already, but I'm not an expert. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't deal because usually when you're an agent, you deal in a certain area. Mm. Fortunately, Apple Park is quite outside my area, but from what I've heard, it's nice there. I'm not too sure how much it's come up in value over the last two years. Usually, yeah. it shouldn't have changed that much since two years ago. It was we were in COVID, COVID, and that's when we were having a boom. So I assume like any market, it was higher than it is now. Yeah. Okay. So then, like, how do you guys predict? Yeah. So, um, well, in terms of looking to purchase a place that is up and coming, in the outer suburbs is kind of more because. But basically, what you're looking for is you're looking for infrastructure that's coming into place. Like, if there's new railway lines or something or being schools new schools being put in Mm -hmm. shopping centers everything like that obviously is going to create people wanting to buy in that area um and to look at that you can even ask i think for the town's like uh what's it called plans okay which is one way if you really want to get into it um but that's usually how you kind of see if a the place is up yeah, and coming is just you kind of figure it yeah, out yeah the infrastructure and everything that's being put in into an area mm-hmm. is obviously going to bring in people um mm. so that's usually one way and a pretty easy way i guess to tell that's why yeah. you see like i'm packing in there's a lot more properties being built out there and I maybe bars as well like creating like a nightlife gets yeah. young crowds in yeah exactly creating For shops sure. and everything i mean you want to create that um activity in mm-hmm. an area for sure i think it's interesting like so I'm from Geelong and they had so obviously Geelong's like very I don't know residential people live there I don't know they do live there yeah <laughs> for sure um, and s- yeah lots going on it's not just a country no not a country town I will kill you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of my friends lived in Torquay which is a 20 minute drive from Geelong yeah and um, there was like a strip basically called like Armstrong Creek which was um like basically on the drive and when i used to drive there like when i was like 16 and i was on my l's like there were very few houses and now it's like massively populated and it's because it was like one of the it was like um a lot of first home buyers did like land what is it like land and house packages is that what it's called yeah i'm not too sure just because i don't deal much with land and i mean yeah fair that would be it's like you you're they're like this is the land you'll get this is the house that you can build on this this is the price Mm -hmm. like you don't really get to choose this is my understanding I don't know. yeah no i assume that so it's that something like that to me. but yeah it's just really interesting how like yeah that area like what 10 15 years ago was like mm. so quiet and now it's like huge like all the first home buyers want to be there because it's like yeah not in the expensive more expensive areas like geelong and like the coast but it's like in the middle i don't know interesting yeah. no well as an agent it's probably actually really good to start in those type of areas because of the turnover yeah in terms of buying and selling like in campbell where i work predominantly um, the turnover of buying a house is usually families and a lot of people right. who are having families like they live there for 10 15 years before yeah. they want to sell or whatever they want to do but in um, outer suburbs like regional areas or areas where they are putting a lot of new homes and they are doing those type of deals there are a lot of first home buyers and first home families um, but their turnover is usually a lot quicker like four years if that yeah okay that so makes it's sense. a good area for new agents to start in for sure yeah for sure that makes sense do anything else no i think like now we did so good and just kind of summing it up yeah i feel like there's so much more that i just have like like completely not talked about for someone who just like kind of got into the industry you know it very well like i would trust you yeah well (laughs) sell my fucking house (laughs) that's the thing if i could afford one which i can't because i don't have 20 percent. no (laughs) i have had very good training so i'm very lucky in that front because as i said you don't need much to become an agent yeah um which i think is one of like the 
bad things in the industry is that yeah. you can literally get an 18 year old to sell your house yeah yeah that is wild like i know some people from like my school and stuff who went into real estate and i'm like well i would not trust you with anything oh my god i wouldn't trust you with like a <laughs> fucking pen that i like you let alone my house do you make like lots of money from it do you think no well well look real estate is one of the highest and lowest paid jobs like ever like okay. it's got some of the highest salaries and some of the lowest salaries you could literally make zero dollars a month anytime i see real estate i'm like oh this person makes bank no because a lot of the time especially for new agents like it's about building your profile like there mm-hmm. are for sure agents who are making millions per year and yeah. crazy on, on commission, on commission yeah, yeah okay. but the most agents are like you really need to take i reckon from what i've seen it's kind of like takes five years for you to start consistently selling or getting listings and selling real estate um but that in itself takes like a lot of time and a lot of effort like it's really a difficult kind of market to actually make a pre like make a name for yourself because there are so many of us you know what i mean yeah and like how do you differentiate differentiate that's exactly yeah yeah, one of the listing tools i guess as we say that you need you need to have that point of difference um but yeah i mean that's what it we've got so many like older generation (laughs) within real estate that's who you're dealing with mostly so i kind of hope in a way that we can kind of shift towards a different way of doing things because i know everyone like hates like as soon as you say real estate everyone's like oh like everyone's like ill real estate agents like the (laughs) the worst type of people ever yeah what that's so crazy i'm watching love is blind the real estate guy because i'm like i bet he makes bank yeah exactly well, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like there's so many like stereotypes of real is. estate it's like making money like dishonest everything like dishonest ego is the, is the biggest ever which to be oh, fair there the are a lot of one big egos. Scene. I, oh. didn't, I didn't know that with Rick. Yeah, they were literally like um, two months ago. It was like on the news what? about how this real estate agent um, is going to jail because she <laughs> had like so much coke in her bag and was giving it to all her other agents, oh like gosh. selling it to all her other agents. Oh my god, that is what I, I I can safely say I didn't know about that stereotype. <laughs> I mean, I, I like associate that with <laughs> she's going to jail. She's a real estate agent. They just wanted to make more money and is now fully going to jail. Well, I feel like that's any with any kind of like high-end business yeah, i feel like you associate yes. coke with any like like they always about, like making. investment banker corporate yeah, right. lawyer exactly like, I think about that corporate lifestyle yeah, it's like coke. that's where I it's just that. it's um, just this this real estate, real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> now now we're stopping them we're putting them in stopping them in <laughs> miss Mel, did you have anything else you want to share with the crowd no not at this point Okay. Not at this point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you did so good. I feel like I learned so much. Thank you for coming. On. No, no stress. Yeah, well, it was fun, and girlfriend. <laughs> we'll have to bring you on for round two at some point. Yeah. Bring, bring me on oh for round God, two. Oh, my God. Yeah, get two years into it. Yeah. yeah. I'll see what things have changed, if things have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I just think agents are even more and stupid, which time, I do. Yeah. Me being an agent, I hate agents. <laughs> When you're on next time, I want your auctioneer voice. That's how we're going to open. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God yes. <laughs> Do you want to start an auction next time? Like, as an auction? Yeah. yeah that's okay. gonna, That's how it works. Easy. Yeah. I'll do that next time. Amazing. All right. Okay. We'll see ya. Bye.